Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. All right, today we're in Proverbs chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 1, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Uh, Now, Solomon here is contrasting uh, a wise son to a foolish son. Uh, He says that uh, a son that's wise Uh, He'll hear what his father says. He'll not only hear it, uh, he will listen to it, and he will learn from it. He'll practice it. Uh, That is, if he's wise. But a son that's not wise, and here he is revealed as a scorner, a person that mocks things, you know, a mocker will make fun of someone that's trying to tell him something, teach him something. And the picture you get here is a father trying to uh, tell his son what he needs to do and what he needs to stay away from. And uh, and the son just laughs at him, or maybe not to his face, but maybe behind his back, uh, and scorns or mocks what his father is trying to do to help him. And uh, he just won't hear it. It says he heareth not rebuke, doesn't want to be gotten on to. There's people in life that just doesn't want you to get on to them because, number one, they either think they know it all or uh, they've got the idea that if you get on to them, that that means you don't like them or something. No, that's not the case at all. And we ought to be careful about how we criticize our children. Uh, We ought to compliment them uh, actually more than we criticize them. But whether it be a son or a daughter, Uh, they ought to be willing to take correction. And uh, if we, as a parent, needs to rebuke them for something they do or or, uh, chastise them in some way, now, of course, we should start very young. That's why the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. Uh, So, uh, but a fool just won't, you you can't tell them anything. Verse 2, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors transgressors shall uh, eat violence. Now, here you get the picture that uh, a transgressor, of course, is someone that uh, is uh, deceitful. They uh, don't tell the truth. And uh, the wise person will produce good consequences, while uh, the It says, by the fruit of his mouth shall eat good. In other words, things will turn out good because what he says is good and and his uh, life will be good. Uh, But the soul of the transgressor, uh, if it's someone that is deceitful with his words or with his mouth, uh, then you can expect um, bad things to happen. The Bible says, shall eat violence. Eating violence seems to imply that uh, he will reap what he sowed or she will reap what she has sown. Remember, this can apply; these principles can apply to both sons and daughters, or really to anyone. Uh, but uh, you, you can expect a, 
a bad consequence if you are a person that uh, that transgresses, that sins, that goes against the uh, authority that has been put over him or over her. Verse 3, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. I think the point here that Solomon wants to get across to his son, we should want to get across to our sons as well, a parent should, is that, uh, you know, you can use your tongue and your words for either good or evil. It's strictly up to to you. And uh, if we can control our tongue, we will avoid troubles uh, because we're not going to stir up any anger in anyone if we learn to control our tongue. Uh, some people, uh, what they think they say, and that's not wise because sometimes we think things that are not right and then we say them and they're out there and uh, the result is problems or trouble. Uh, you might say this, that a person that has a, a motor mouth, as we say, a mouth that is deceitful, uh, they'll get into trouble sooner or later. But the person that keeps their it says that keepeth his mouth, that means keep your mouth shut, uh, will keep his life. Uh, there is a lot of profit in uh, just not talking too much. That seems to be what the Bible is teaching. And, of course, it's backed up by uh, the book of James that says we ought to be slow uh, to talk uh, and uh, slow to anger. And so it's it's very important we learn to keep our mouths shut uh, because it, it actually is productive. Verse 4. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Well, this is just a, a principle of life. Uh, you get out of something what you put into it. And a person that doesn't put anything into their life, they're lazy, uh, they'll, they'll wish they had stuff, but they'll never have it because they're not willing to work for it. Uh, you might say it's, it's just the principle of hard work will produce uh, prosperity and laziness will produce poverty. Verse 5, a righteous man hateth lying. But a wicked man is loathsome and cometh to shame. Uh, a person that wants to do right and is right in his or her heart, uh, they just cannot, uh, uh, cannot lie. Their heart won't let them uh, because righteousness is in their heart, and that's where it has to be if it's going to be uh, practiced in our lives. It's got to begin in our hearts. And uh, a person that, uh, that has righteousness in their heart, they're, they're not going to lie. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they hate lying. They, they hate to be lied to, and they hate being tempted to lie because their hearts are right with God. But a wicked man uh, is a person that, uh, uh, well, they, they do things that, that causes them to, in the end, be embarrassed. They bring forth shame, the Bible says, cometh to shame. Uh, he's loathsome. That word loathsome 
uh, <laughs> actually means the same as stink, but uh, I think in the proper context here, it means a person that has a stinky life. Uh, they will uh, they'll have a life that will produce shame rather than than glory. And uh, so we want to be sure that we're not uh, the person that it's loathsome or a person that <clears throat> lives in a, a way that their life just stinks for God. Verse uh, 6, Righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way. Now again, we're talking about practical righteousness here. Uh, you, By the way, you cannot have practical righteousness uh, without uh, having righteousness that is positional. And by positional, I mean imputed righteousness. In other words, God makes your heart right when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior. And then out of that righteous heart that God has given us because of our faith in Christ, then in our everyday lives, we produce righteous deeds and righteous works. So the Bible says here, righteousness keepeth him, practical righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way. Uh, what's it mean? Well, it means that if you have righteousness in your heart and you're practicing righteousness in your life, uh, then uh, you're going to be protected from a lot of things. You're, you're not going to get involved in a lot of things that might hurt you physically or that might damage your character or give you a bad reputation, you're, you're not going to do that. But unrighteousness, if that's coming out of your heart, uh, because your heart is unrighteous, you uh, and, and you practice unrighteousness, or wickedness, whatever you want to call it, godlessness, then you're going to have problems. Uh, then uh, a wicked man, is, uh, the, the Bible says that but wickedness overthroweth the sinner. You're going to be overthrown by your sins. Uh, if that's what's in your heart. If ungodly living is in your heart, then you're going to be overthrown by uh, those things that uh, come up in life that, uh, that will lead to a bad end. Now, verse 7. There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. Now, what in the world does this mean? Uh, well, it means that if you're a person that uh, you make yourself rich, you may have a, a lot of money in the bank, but you do not have peace and harmony in your life. You do not have friends. You've got a bad relationship with your wife or with your husband. Uh, you made yourself rich material-wise or financially, but you're poor spiritually. There's a lot of people like that. They have a lot of material things, and their treasures are their material things. What they don't stop and think about is that uh, they can't take them with them. You know, the rich man bragged about how that he uh, had built these barns. I'm going to tear down these barns, and I'm going to build greater barns, and I'm, I'm going to take life easy. And uh, Jesus gives that parable, and of course, uh, he goes on to say, the Lord says, Tonight thy life will be required of thee, and then whose will these things be? And so the rich man leaves it all behind, or rich woman, uh, that is not rich in spiritual things. Uh, 
uh, we would be much better off to be rich spiritually than to be rich financially. Now, I think you can be rich financially and rich spiritually. I, I think that's possible. Some of the uh, Bible characters were very wealthy people, but they didn't let their wealth uh, affect their spiritual walk with God. They used it as a as a uh, a help to serve God. A lot of rich people do that today. A lot of wealthy people uses their wealth in order to be a blessing to others. Uh, the uh, the founder of uh, what is it Chick Fil A and and uh, then uh, what is it the store that uh, oh sells a variety of things I can't think right offhand but these are men that have been successful in the business world that are Christians and they've used their they've used their uh, riches in order to be a blessing to others uh, to missionaries and to doing uh, things for their city and and so on and so forth so but notice it says here. Uh, there is that that maketh himself rich. He's self-centered. It's it's all about him. It's not about God. But really, he has nothing, nothing of any lasting value. But there's the, there's the person that makes himself poor. That simply means that he's poor in spirit, that he's humble. Uh, a person that does this uh, has great riches, great riches. Uh, it means that... Uh, if you are a stingy person and it's all about you and you're making your riches to make you happy, then uh, the results is not going to be very good. Uh, you're not going to have the blessings of God as far as peace, joy, and all this. But if you're a person that that is generous and you realize that your treasures in heaven are more important than your treasures down on earth, uh, then you're going to have uh, the blessings of God and the favor of God upon your life, and then you're really rich. Verse 8, The ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor uh, heareth uh, not rebuke. Now, the picture, word picture we have here is a, a wealthy man. Somebody knows that he's wealthy. Uh, he may hold that man for ransom. He may uh, kidnap a, a child of that rich person or something, uh, and uh, and say I'll I'll let your child go if you'll give me a million dollars. So his life is uh, exchanged for his money, uh, and I think what the the point is that a person that's rich, uh, if they're not very careful, uh, they will uh, they'll they'll have a lot more troubles than a person that is not rich. Um, they really will. They'll have a lot more to worry about for one thing. And uh, it, it's hard for them to sleep because they're constantly thinking, can I maintain these riches? Uh, will somebody steal these riches? But it seems like the person that doesn't have uh, a lot of money, that's not real wealthy, uh, they seem to uh, not have as many trials and troubles because they don't have to worry about uh, as much as the rich person. And I think that's what it's saying. It's not saying that we ought to uh, be poor if we have opportunity to be rich. No, it's not saying that. As Again, again, I, I say you can have riches, you can have money, and still be humble before God and still use that money uh, to God's glory, and you should. But it says, The poor heareth not rebuke. 
which it kind of leads you to believe that the poor person uh, is poor because uh, they'll they can't be told anything. They'll not listen to uh, someone that that's telling them, look, you need to get to work. You need to do this. Or you need to do that. And, and they remain poor. It can also have that kind of meaning to it. Verse 9, the light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Now here, uh, a person's life is likened to a, a light or a lamp, all right? Uh, and I think it's saying here that a person that lives a righteous life uh, they'll have light in their home. They'll have the light of joy, the light of uh, peace in the family. Uh, they'll have God's blessings, and it's likened to a, a light uh, in a home that lights up the house. Righteousness will light up the house in a uh, uh, moral and spiritual manner. Uh, but the person that has a home that uh, is unrighteous and they live a wicked lifestyle and this type of thing, well, their light will soon be turned out. Uh, When it says here, the wicked, the lamp of the wicked shall be put out, uh, that's referring to their life, of course, is compared to a lamp that is put out. Uh, That's what happens when a person does not live a righteous life. Uh, Their lamp will be put out. They'll not have the light of joy and peace and happiness and all these things uh, because of their ungodly living. Verse 10. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. You know, it seems to be that pride is one of the root causes of a lot of problems we human beings have. As a matter of fact, it was pride uh, that caused Satan to be cast out of heaven. And of course, the Bible teaches that there were some angels that uh, were willing to follow Satan, and they were a third part of the angelic host. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 12, that were cast out as well. Uh, Because he was proud, and Satan was, and Ezekiel 28 uh, explains it uh, in detail. Uh, It seems that uh, Lucifer, or Satan, fell in love with himself, and then it's... uh, Uh, It's even revealed more in Isaiah chapter 14 where it talks about Lucifer and uh, where he said he was going to, you know, ascend to the the clouds and he would be like God and whatever. Well, his pride brought him down. And in our everyday lives, just like Satan was brought down by his pride, pride will bring us down. Uh, Pride goeth before destruction, the Bible says. Uh, Pride seems to always produce problems and conflicts in our lives, and uh, a wise person, uh, you know, it says, uh, but with the well-advised is wisdom, uh, a wise person will seek out godly counsel about decisions in life and whatever. They're not too too proud to go to a pastor and say, Pastor, what should I do here? Would you pray with me about this? Or uh, they're not too proud to go to a friend they have confidence in. Uh, and because of that, uh, they will uh, they will be blessed. Verse eleven: Wealth gotten by vanity, vanity of course is pride. Gotten by vanity shall be diminished. If you've got your money, you got your wealth uh, because you were self-centered and you were proud. 
that wealth will be diminished. Uh, if it's not diminished in this world, it'll surely be diminished when you die. Uh, as again, I, I have already said, you can't take it with you. And so uh, it's important we understand that, you know, wealth gotten by pride or vanity sooner or later will be diminished. Uh, there'll, be no, there'll be no profit in wealth uh, that's gotten by vanity. But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. So a person that gets their wealth by deceiving other people, uh, cheating people out of things, uh, their wealth will be d diminished. They'll not really enjoy their wealth. I think that's one of the main points we need to see here too. But a person that's wise that will uh, that will work hard at whatever it is that they they're doing in life, they will have uh, prosperity. They'll be blessed of God not only in material ways, but in as I've said, joy and peace and and gentleness and all these. Uh, well, they're called fruit of the spirit in the book of Galatians, uh, chapter thirteen, verse twelve. Hope deferred or hope put off, maketh the heart sick. You know, a person that is hoping something will happen and hoping and hoping, and finally you say, I'm just about to give up hope. Uh, it, it, you, you get depressed. Uh, hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life, uh, which means when you receive what you have been hoping for, uh, you are going to be revived in your in your spirit. Uh, it's you know the Bible talks about looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Now it's been two thousand years uh, that people have been waiting and hoping, and the Bible says wait on the Lord. And uh, generation after generation of believers have been waiting for the Lord to return. Uh, and a person can get to the point where they say, well, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think he's ever going to return. Well, that's not good. Don't do that. Uh, never give up hope because we know he's going to return because he promised, and God cannot lie, and God always keeps his promises. But we have to remember that God is the one that sets the time. We don't. God has waited 2,000 years for a reason before uh the Lord Jesus Christ has returned to earth. There's a reason for it. Well, I'm glad he, uh, that he waited until I was born and got saved. Uh, had the Lord come before that, uh, then I would not get to enjoy the things of heaven and whatever. So in that sense, God knows what he's doing. We must trust God uh, as to his timing on things. But uh, that's that's not for us to worry about. Uh, we just keep looking for the blessed hope. Verse 13, whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. I think whoever despises the word of God right here, it says, I don't believe the word of God. I don't have any time for that. It's a bunch of, a bunch of stories and myths and whatever. I, I, I don't believe it. Well, that person, according to the Bible, will be destroyed. Uh, and notice it says uh, here that, uh, but he that feareth the commandment, or he that loves the word of God, uh, shall be rewarded. So, if we love the word of God, 
then we'll be rewarded. If we do not love the Word of God, there'll be no reward from God for us. I'm going to stop right there, and I'll pick it up in uh, verse 14 in our next session. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at Hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois 62864. Thank you for listening.